0: Hello, my love. Welcome to Self Love with Sid, the podcast. I'm a self-love, confidence and manifesting podcaster and course creator, as well as a labor and delivery nurse. This podcast is here to remind you that you are worthy of love from yourself and others. You get to be a confident badass and you're capable of living the life of your dreams. I love sharing the tools that have helped me and what I continue to learn on my own self-love and confidence journey. Thank you for being here and I can't wait for you to hear today's episode. Mwah. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is the third week in a row that we're having an interview guest, and I'm so excited to welcome Jenny from Nurturing Warrior. Um, so, or Jenny of Nurturing Warrior, I guess I should say. Um, she is a nurse, she's also a healer, light worker, yoga teacher. I'll let her get into everything she's about. But before we do that, I'm going to have everybody rub their palms together, bring them to the center of their chest, take a big, deep breath in. Hold it at the top and exhale. Let it go. Do two more big breath in. Hold and exhale. Let it go. Last one, biggest breath you've taken all day. Hold. Let anything that's no longer serving you bubble up to the surface to be released. And exhale, let it go. Dear universe, angels, guides, higher self, higher self, angels, guides of Jenny, myself, and anyone listening to this podcast, please just help us to channel through what is meant to be heard on the show for those of people that are in the community that work in healthcare that are caregivers, but also for everyone else that doesn't identify as that you're also a caregiver and just as important in your own ways. Please just help us to channel through any messages that our audience is needing to hear for anyone that's listening to this episode is needing to hear and just please help us be of highest service today and forever moving forward. Take one more big breath in, hold,
1: and exhale, let it go.
0: I always just like to take a minute to do that before we get started, as you guys know. So I will have Jenny introduce herself to you guys. Let us know who she is, what she does, a little bit of her background.
2: Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Jenny. As Sid beautifully introduced me, I am the nurse behind Nurturing Warrior, which is a safe place for nurses to really come back to their hearts, understand their own emotional experiences of caregiving, and find the space to heal within. From that place of healing within, we're able to offer such a deeper service to all of those that we give to. Um, a little bit about my background specifically, I have been in the critical care line for the last five years, so I've worked everywhere from adult ICU to PTD, all the way to NICU, which is where I serve now, part-time as a nurse. Uh, I really like small people, <laughs> as I found through my career, and what I've found so beautifully is that I really love taking care of the nurses who take care of our patients, mm-hmm. Through my own experience, I found so deeply that there wasn't a lot of space for nurses to access their own healing or even share their stories. And my work as a yoga teacher is really holding that sacred space for nurses to shift out of the story of the other and listen to their own voice, their own heart.
1: I love that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um I figured I'd bring Jenny on as well because I know a lot of the people listening to the show are either nurses or nursing assistants or caregivers or wanting to get in nursing like wanting to get in nursing or are nursing students etc you guys message me all the time um and as much as I know from my experience as being a very new nurse who's less than a year in it'll be a year in August um I always love I love bringing consciousness to the field and I love people who bring consciousness to the field. Cause I think it being such a, a giving place. I think there's a lot of nurses that and just like the culture in general has been so from this place of like giving to the point of depletion and then feeling burnt out. And then like, you know, sometimes coping in negative ways or going to drink after work or like whatever that looks like, right? Like you're stressed, you had a long day, whatever. And I, have found through my own experience how important it's been for like, specifically yoga and meditation and helping with my anxiety. Um, This is really geared towards all nurses, but also like my new nurses or people who are getting into it. Like there's a lot of anxiety with starting something new like this. Like you literally have people's lives in your hands and meeting new people at work and being intimidated by people who have been working for longer than you. And all of those things can be a lot, but I think it's so important to just return back to who we are and the reason why we became nurses in the first place that's like my whole spiel behind it but also really promoting self-care and like emotional wellness like I just um actually signed up to be part of my like a committee at my hospital for like specifically for emotional like support for other nurses after traumatic things have happened just to be a safe space for them to come much like I do with my coaching work so I was like I might as well like you know bring this to my hospital as well um So i guess we can start with that like why initially did you become a nurse in the first place
2: love it and i feel very aligned in this conversation because this is exactly the work that i do yeah um why did all of us become a nurse i think it comes from these deep places within our heart we as givers as caregivers as healers we understand the world and the pain suffering and trauma out in the world on a very deep level and we all come to healing work through this desire to be a light amidst that pain suffering and trauma of the other and so i really came to nursing i think to love to love my patients and there's a very tricky thread that unfolds with this because I feel like in knowing the deep pain, suffering, and trauma of the world around us, it frequently means we've experienced our own. Mm. And so we really are desiring, you know, this is what I found in my own journey. And I think it speaks to a lot, of, a lot of the nurses that I work with is we've really come to this place to be of service from our own heart, our own pain, and our desire to heal that. And so, you know, when I found nursing, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is the space for me to finally express all of this love that I want to give to other people. (laughs) So I really feel like, you know, my calling as a nurse is unconditional love. And and that's what brought me to nursing. And my journeys were my own stress, anxiety, and burnout was losing that and somehow finding my way back.
0: Mm. I love that yeah I feel like that speaks volumes too in terms of like your own healing being a place because I'm the same way I started nursing because I've had family like it's it it all comes I feel like a lot of times when because they asked us this in the beginning of nursing school like why did you want to be a nurse like in my, our orientation I and mean, we were all like either a because like we want to help people that was like always like the big answer but also like you've had somebody in the hospital in the past and, like, you've had a nurse that, like, really touched that person, like, either a family member or a loved one or, like, even yourself. Um, So, like, for me, like, that was my grandma. Like, my grandma was in and out of the hospital growing up. Then I got in my car accident four years ago. My trauma nurses were fucking phenomenal. And, like, that was just, like, a big reassuring fact of, like, I want to be that person for somebody whenever they're at, like, their lowest point or whenever they feel like they really need that strength. Um, And again, like, and I always and I just touch on this because I feel like someone needs to hear it in terms of like nursing and starting out. It's like, you do not need to start in med surge. If you know, that's not what you don't, like if you don't, if you know for sure, that's not what you want to do. And I'll scream that from the rooftops because it is possible. Um, like now as a labor and delivery nurse, I work with a lot of people who are new grads fresh out of school. Like it's, and then I think it becomes, uh, this is where I go in this downward spiral because I could talk about this all day. And I really, I mean, I feel like in general with nursing, like, Because we're also focused on the tasks at hand at work, we don't have these open conversations as much as we probably should because we're focused on our patient at the time. But I also, that's why I love being friends and connecting with people, both in person and online that are nurses in a conscious space. Um, But I really feel like, I don't know where I was going with this. I was going so well with this. (laughs) Um, But in terms of like new, I was talking about new grad nurses. Um, is just like it's an everything comes down to the energy behind what we're doing so like for me I started off in a med surge position thinking this is what everybody told me I should be doing I think now we're really learning that what everybody says to be true worldwide right now is not the ultimate truth and I think that really that's when connecting so deep with ourselves from within through things like meditation yoga mindfulness that is so important to know like how is it that you want to serve and knowing that if you're feeling called to something like in nursing or in life in general, like you're called to it for a reason and it will present the opportunity to you. Like with my, just to go back. And I know we talked about this cause we talked right before I left my old job and it was literally my 22nd birthday this year. And I did a whole tarot spread for like my like 22nd year as I would. And as a lot of people know, I like, I'm upset. Obs- I just am a little spiritual <laughs> obsessed person. Um, but literally everything in the spread and everything in that meditation that day was like, it's time to shift. Like, it's time to leave this position. It's no longer serving you. Like, what you want is out there. Like, go for it. So that's when I just literally took the leap. And then the way that I manifested my job now, I had put the intention out there. I When we went on vacation in January, I ended up ordering – um a labor and delivery badge reel before I even had the job thinking let's just manifest this shit into existence. My family's like, why did you get that? I'm like, just trust me, like whatever. And then, um, my boyfriend at work ran into somebody who I work with now, which I didn't know that I was going to work with. And she was talking to him about how she's a nurse and how, um, you know, she's like, and he had said, where do you work? And she said, labor and delivery. And he said, my girlfriend's always wanted to do labor and delivery. And she's like, "Well, tell her that we hire new grads like at our job. The position was not online. I literally emailed the recruiter and was like, hey, do you have anything open? And she was like, yeah, like we can do an interview on Tuesday. And I went in and it was like, just like that. (laughs) So it was really cool how that worked. Um, But I just feel like a lot of the times, at least for me starting out as a new nurse, like bringing the spiritual energetic aspect of my life. Like, I feel like it was two very separate things. And I'm sure you felt like this in the beginning too. Like you feel like there's like the yoga meditation side of you. And then there's like the work side of you. Who's super task oriented as a new grad and very, like, you know, learning so much, but also, like, not giving yourself the grace that you need. So, if you can touch on that as you're nodding your head, I feel like that would be a good place to start.
2: Yes. One, I just want to start out by saying that I love new nurses because they have this powerful energy because they're so connected to why they became a nurse. They're so connected to love compassion, empathy, mm-hmm. gratitude, all of these beautiful heart-centered emotions. And so this is one reason why I love teaching new nurses.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> The vibes are just, like, so pure.
1: Mm. They're
2: so pure. And so new nurses actually have so much power, and that's what I'm going to be touching on as I dive into this, this yeah. session with you, Sid, because... Um, yes, I think my experience as a new nurse was really profound because I had an incredible preceptor. I had an incredible teacher who was very ICU-y, by the way, (laughs) but he had so much grace in how he taught me and he saw my spiritual aspects very clearly. Actually, even in nursing school, I had a mentor that encouraged me to, to combine yoga and nursing. I love that. My first preceptor was like, oh, you like all this stuff? Let's go grab the aromatherapy bucket, dust it off, and we'll start incorporating all of this stuff into our practice. Oh,
1: I love that. I just got chills. I love that.
2: And I sort of had a very wild experience as a new nurse because I saw how different my preceptor was than all of the other preceptors. Because I would go in with my friends and see, like, how their teacher was teaching them, basically. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, do they talk to you like this all the time? Mm. And I found a lot of the other people really shut down the new nurses from really honing their skill set. Because, honestly, the task stuff is stuff that anyone can learn. Right. And the most powerful aspects of being a teacher in any realm are moving beyond those, you know, sort of like basic things that anyone can learn and really honing in on what the individual has to offer, which we all have these beautiful gifts to offer. But my preceptor really unraveled the space for me that was like, no, you have so much power, like you're different and it's okay that you're different let's bring all of the stuff that you are passionate about to the surface and yeah he actually encouraged me to start a group for new grads he was like you need to support the other new nurses that you're working with because we don't know how to do it (laughs) and so he had me organize a yoga group for our new nurses so I started taking all of the other new nurses to my yoga studio and practicing with my teacher and creating this kind of space for us to share our experiences. And as a brand new nurse, my name, like I sometimes I feel arrogant sharing these stories, but honestly, like as a brand new nurse, someone who just started nursing, my name got all the way to the CEO and CNO of my hospital system because of the work that you know, I was doing. So I kind of reject the philosophy that, you know, even as a new nurse, we we don't have um, the power to show up. And honestly, that this comes from a place of privilege because I had an incredible preceptor that guided me. But I think the most important work as a new nurse is getting really clear on who you are.
1: Mm.
2: And you kind of said this before, so I'm building off of that um but the way that we learn to be of service is to have the insight to know who the fuck we are (laughs) and not let the system guide us in that like you knew in your soul you were going to be a labor and delivery nurse right and it wasn't in listening to what other people were telling you to do that you found your power it was listening to your heart and yourself right Right. and well to you and so I think we can learn from that for all of us that when we're authentic to ourselves regardless of what everyone else is saying that's how we're going to be of the deepest service to other people
0: (laughs) yeah no and I I think that's awesome I honestly like they're like working on my old floor I used to work on a med surge stroke unit and they're most of the nurses there had not been there like more than five years, which is fine. But I had never had someone say to me, like what you just said, like, it's so refreshing to hear like, you know, that anyone can teach the tasks, anyone can teach you how to chart anyone can teach you how to be organized or the flow of your shift or whatever, right? Like the basic things that the system like provides. But I think what inspires me the most and what makes me like we were just having this conversation before. Sure, it would it be amazing to run my online business full-time and quit nursing? I could say yes. But at the same time, like why can't I ravel my coaching self into nursing so that when I become a preceptor, this changes for people? Do you know what I mean? And like, being, and like, because I never had that person that was like, and my preceptors were all great, but no one ever said to me like, okay, well, what, what do you, what are your interests? Like, what are you really good at outside of work? Like, what are the things that like light your soul on fire? And I think part of that comes from people, because um, I think everyone's a spiritual person, but I think that comes from people like shutting down that spiritual side of them and then like not really wanting to like, they just kind of do like best that they can or the best that they know um like my preceptor that oriented me in labor and delivery was an amazing preceptor my same thing with my old job amazing preceptor um and I love them but him and her both like so much and I it was for me gaining the confidence right but I think it's so powerful to think of it as Like, what is it that you have that you can offer your patients that's different from other people? And using that to make you feel more confident in what you're doing. Because, like, you could just say, like, okay, like, for me, I still suck at IVs. I still poke my people, like, a thousand times. And I'm like, hold on, let me go get somebody else. Like, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Tell them they have bad veins. Like, it's fine. (laughs) But, like, at the same time, like, I can either this is where mindset shift comes into play. And my work is so focused on mindset and how we think about things. It's like, we can like say, okay, we had a shitty day at work, or we could say it was a shitty day at work, because we didn't measure up to this level of this expectation that we have for ourselves, right, to be so good at like the skill set that we do. But then like, Instead of focusing our success, quote unquote, on that, why don't we focus it on like, how are we connecting with our patients? Like you said, what are we bringing to the table? Um, like I had a patient who like had a whole birth plan and was you know, a midwife patient and wanted to bring her aromatherapies in. And like some of the nurses that I worked with were like, I hate when patients come in with birth plans. Like, I hate, like they were like annoyed that she brought that in because that messed up their systematic workflow. And my heart was like, there's something so wrong with that. Like this woman literally just wants to have her child the way that she wants. And like, it's not healthcare's job to tell her what that looks like. So Mm -hmm. like, uh, there's been a lot of like, it's a lot of learning and unlearning for me. And like, also, like you said, a lot of inner work, right? So I definitely think though, that's a great way to look at it is like, what is it that you have to bring to the table with your patients? How can you be that light worker for them instead of just being like, RN like the nurse you know yeah.
2: there's a lot of deep healing that's unraveling through all of through all of this right yeah I think here's what happens when we know ourselves this is something that I share frequently and all of my students I love when my students share my words back to me mm. because it like oh this is a powerful message that came through me for them and right. also for them. right <laughs> right but we can only go as deep with other people as we're willing to go with them deep within ourselves and so when we begin to know ourselves and our own gifts and find the belief in ourselves it enables us to hold the same space for other people to believe in them Mm -hmm. and so you know if we've never had someone that's deeply believed in our own unique gifts Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's hard to imagine what that can look like But in the scope of our patients and in your patient that you shared with her, her birth plan Mm -hmm. and being a preceptor and teaching students, it's like healthcare is very um, constricted and it's like very
0: masculine energy.
2: Yeah. Energy, very like imbalanced masculine energy, because as we shared at the beginning, you know, we all come to nursing from this feminine energy of love, empathy, compassion, all of this stuff. And then it's very quickly crushed into Mm. tasks and time and money and all of these facets, instead of valuing, you know, the art of nursing, what we bring Mm. to patients. And we can get really stuck in that mindset of like, everything has to be a certain way and nothing outside of that is correct. (laughs) Right, And, you know, it's so... We're even- like
0: going against the grain. I feel like too, because like if you come in as a new nurse and you're because work- some of the nurses I work with have been there for thirty plus years, and it's like if you come in and you're doing something different, you're switching it up. People are like, "Who the hell's this girl?" Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like there's a lot of pressure there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's a yeah. big system that needs to be unraveled for sure, and it is unraveling. Like the fact that even we're connected, having this conversation right now is like, you know, I think it's going to be helpful for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I think. I think a lot of people feel like you have to be in a leadership position to be a leader. Mm. And that's not true. Like we have the opportunity to shift these spaces every single day when you are a preceptor. I I feel in my soul being a preceptor is a sacred gift.
1: Mm.
2: It is a sacred gift to be able to teach new nurses how to believe in themselves.
1: Mm.
2: And even what you were speaking to about like not being good at IVs, I went through a similar story until I worked in the ED and had to do them all day, every day. (laughs) But what I've noticed in believing in myself and like my unique gifts is it makes it so much easier to see what other people's gifts are. Mm. And this is what being a leader is. It's about knowing your own gifts and knowing what other people's gifts are. And so like my best friend at work is like the IV guru. Like if anyone can get an IV, it's her. Yeah. And she started calling me her agent because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I had hyped her up to so many people. I'm like, oh, you guys have poked five times and you can't get it? Call Jocelyn. Like, right. she's male. Right. right. You know? And so we have all of these really powerful moments where we can decide that we're going to be the shift. Mm-hmm. And that means getting out of our own ego that wants to always be the person in control or always mm-hmm. wants to be right and allowing the space for other people to shine. Right. So when we step into our own light and our own gifts, you know, then the work from there is to allow other people to shine.
1: To do the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that also, like, I don't know. I feel like so much of at least my journey with being a nurse, and a lot of people, like, people always say, like, it takes time. And, like, obviously com- confidence with anything takes time, right? You start something, you got you to gotta know that what you're doing, you love it enough to suck in in the beginning. That's what I always tell people. But I also think there's we can look at it that way. Right. And that's really the way that I've been looking at like nursing and my nursing practice. Like, and it doesn't even feel, it feels like this past year has flown by, but I also feel like it's been like the longest year of my life as a new nurse. Like, cause it just, there's been a lot of challenges, but also like just so humbling and such like meaningful work is like the reason why I think I'm here. Like in general, like I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't imagine doing anything different, but I feel like there's such I don't know. We can focus so much on like, okay, like the first year, like I just said, like I'm going to suck at it because I'm new or it can be like, why don't we focus on your strengths rather than focusing on what you're not good at in the field? Cause I feel like patients pick up on that and like, just like, like my preceptor said to me and this i guess is a way that like how you were saying your preceptor was pointing out the ways that like you could use your light in your practice she's like you can connect with any patient that walks in that room like you literally will like she's like you do such a great job with talking to them and getting to know them and by the time they leave they want you to stay and be the one that delivers their baby like you have great rapport with your patients and like she's like that's so important so i guess I don't know, this is just from my soul to any people that are new. It's like, you have to like really latch on to those things that like people are cheering you on about. And like, instead of being like, okay, yeah, thanks. Like I know that, but like, what about all these five other things that I messed up on today? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I guess any encouragement or advice or just like any uh, like intuitive things that you feel called to talk about for new nurses specifically, like how you were talking about in terms of like finding that one thing that. Um, makes them different or makes them unique with their gifts. Like just give us, I don't know, give us what you, how you specifically encourage the people that you precept and like what you walk them through and all that would be really helpful.
1: Yeah.
2: I think my methodology of being a preceptor is very different because I'm like type B and I have no idea how I became an ICU nurse, <laughs> Except for that I'm calm, cool and collect when. All the shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, for me, it's in believing in them to find the answer themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: I feel very confident in the people that I work with that if I'm standing next to you, I'm watching you and like I'm not gonna let you like
1: totally right. mess it up. Mess yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Be curious and ask why, you know, like. Some of my most difficult orientees have taught me the deepest work because they constantly challenge what I have to share with them. Mm, yeah. And you know, when someone presents something different to me, like they learned how to do something a different way, I always have the grace within myself to ask, oh, like, why do you do it that way? Mm. And we usually try it their way, and maybe it works better than the way that I learned how to do it, or I see like- Somebody else, yeah actually the way that I did it works better and here's why.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Um, I think we have to ditch the mindset of like everything has to be a certain like an exact way. I mean for new nurses specifically understand that nursing is an art and yes your one person that you ask might tell you something and someone else might tell you something entirely different and so you know you have to trust your instincts. Hmm. Think New nurses specifically, like, look to experienced nurses to have the answers and will really quickly change their perspective based on whoever tells them
1: right. what.
2: Right. <laughs> right. So, as a new nurse, I think it's really important to see, to understand that just because your preceptor has taught you one thing, you might get a different answer from, like, ten different nurses. Right. You have to follow your instincts and what feels right to you. And who you're going to trust to be a teacher.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Someone might be really mean and really nasty to you. (laughs) And I know there are nurses like that out there and I've experienced them myself. But yeah, um, it's really in, you know, following your heart and listening to what other people say, but not um, taking everything every nurse says as 100% true
0: true yeah and I also feel like too like at least in my own experience like intuitively I know like who I can go to and I know the nurses that like I can be like look like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I need your help without it being like well you know going down like you said that negativity because there are like and I've noticed the environment that I'm working in now is much different than the environment I was working in before because it's less stress and it's more like high it's like people are having babies and like, yes, shit hits the fan and yes, bad things happen. It's so, and it is very sad, but like bad things aren't happening necessarily on a daily basis, like how it was on like med search. Um, and I also think too, like, cause I like was when I was in the thick of being at my med search job, like I was honestly miserable and it was beating me down and it felt so just like, because it wasn't where my soul felt called to be. It just felt like I was climbing up the wrong ladder. Like how Brit and Tara talk about like, you know, making sure you're taking the steps in the right direction of where you want to be and like all that stuff. But like looking back on it, like, I got a lot of strength from that. Like even in six months of working there and that's because everybody that I work with now is like, were you like Did they, every Everyone asked me, did you work as a nurse before? And I was like, yeah, I was there for six months. And they're like, we would have thought you've been working for like years because of like, just how comfortable you are with new people. Cause like, can talk to anybody like my you know what I mean so that's like was I'm very I've gotten to be because of my old job very comfortable in uncomfortable situations and like very comfortable like with a whole new staff of people and like knowing too I think like having that confidence going in there not even like a nursing sense but just knowing like I trust my soul and I trust that my soul guided me here for a reason and like I know I can handle whatever gets thrown my way um but I also think like the polarity of life is so important. And I think like a lot of times, um, we think like, okay, this time in my life feels really shitty. I can't wait to be out of it. Like with my old job. But now that I'm in my new job, I always tell people, I don't think I would have appreciated it as much if I, if I didn't work med surge before labor and delivery. Cause uh, we have new girls that come in brand new grads into L and D that are like, this is so hard. I don't know if I can do this. This is so stressful. And I'm like, I have one to two patients a day here when I had like Five to seven in my old job like this is this is cake like I could do this all day so I don't know I just feel like that's a big thing too to remember especially for people like just knowing that like the bad times don't last forever but they also make you a lot more grateful for when things are running more smoothly if that makes sense
1: <laughs>
0: I
2: call myself the rock bottom queen <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think a lot of the times, especially in the spiritual world, we want everything to be light and love, love and light. <clears throat> and it's very, very beautiful. But nursing will get you real quick because you see very quickly that it is not all love and light. We see really awful, terrible things that happen to people, and you can lose your hope, I think. Mm in that, those situations of constantly being exposed to death and dying and all of these really terrible things.
1: Right. But
2: I found that the work to do as nurses is to really turn towards those moments that we wanna look away from. And that's where the healing is, is to be present in the difficult stuff, to really show up in those moments and understand what's happening within our own hearts.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: where the healing is. And so, I think I'll also tack onto that for new nurses specifically: don't stay somewhere that sucks.
1: Like, right. Don't right.
2: Do it. Um, I can share from my own experience that you know I left after a year from adult ICU because I was like, "Yo, this is not for me. Like, right. this is way too much. <laughs> I don't want to do it." And I found my way to NICU, and. I was shocked. I was like, Whoa, people are happy here. Like everyone loves their job. Exactly how
0: I felt. Everyone's a big family here. Like yeah. they love each other and they love their job. It was so refreshing. <laughs>
2: yeah. And here's, here's the warning. <laughs> the warning of this is that I told one of my colleagues that was still in adult ICU, I was like, girl, you've got to get out of there. Like mm-hmm. all of nursing is not like this everyone's happy here, like this is so different, you should come here, you would like this. And for a frame of reference, this specific person cried every single day before work, going into work, and I cried every single day leaving work. So that's, that's the baseline here. Right. Well, I still have friends that still, that still work on that unit, and that person is still there. Mm and my other colleague told me that now they all of the new nurses complain about this person bullying them mm, and i'm like hurting. say
0: what
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> that made me like screech the brakes so quick because i was like how on earth like could you go from crying every single day before work and your preceptor was so nasty to you and then now you're doing the same thing as a preceptor like five years later so please my friends do not stay somewhere that is soul-sucking for you
0: (laughs) right because it doesn't just affect you and it really like aside from like patient population and I think a lot of the time like in school we're taught like we need to do what's best for the patient the patient comes first which like absolutely 100% I think that's ingrained into our into our heads like whatever but I also think like you got to stand up for your colleagues and you have to be um like what you just said about her like people that are because I had a lot of people like that at my old job and I had people that worked with me that were like like my preceptor at my old job left shortly after I did because he wasn't happy and he's like you inspired me to leave and do that soul searching that I needed like so like definitely divine timing there as well we were like two peas in a pod like he was wonderful but like there were a lot of nurses there that were not happy and anytime I talked to them it was I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to quit. I have six more months and then I can quit. I have. And that was like the thing that everyone told me, stick it out for a year, get your year experience. So you don't bring burn a bridge with the hospital or I had to wait two years to transfer. So it would have been like a year and a half. Exactly. So that was my whole thing. That was my whole struggle was like, okay, everyone's telling me that the quote-unquote right thing to do is stay here for an extra year and a half. But I already didn't like who I was at work. I didn't like who I was around my family. Like, my family and, like, my boyfriend were both very worried about my mental health because I was literally crying every day after I left, crying in the bathroom at work because it was just so much. And, like, for some people, this might be for them. For me, I'm like, my gifts can be taken somewhere else. I'm not going to let, the like, this place dim my light. So, I don't know. That's why even though a lot of my content isn't specifically geared towards nurses, I I'm getting to the point where I want to merge the two because I think it's so important. And like, I don't know. I also just from my own curiosity, like how do you share everything that you do on social media with the people that you work with, or are you keeping it like, where are you at with that?
2: A lot of the people that I work with follow me on social media. Okay. So, You know, on Instagram, I'm very open about, you know, my nursing experience and the trauma that I faced as a nurse and my burnout and all of this stuff. And my Facebook community, um, it took me a while to invite people that I work with into that space because I kind of was, I don't know, I didn't want them to feel like I was judging them. Um, I don't know it's it's a weird relationship I think but I'll say this I am not a different person at the bedside than I am on social media right like exactly what I'm sharing with you you know I believe my work as a teacher is is being a preceptor and bringing the same concepts into that role and I'm also like Switzerland at work or Everyone, a lot of people feel comfortable talking to me, and so I'm constantly confronted with Such nurses, yeah. and that's a lot of our culture, unfortunately, in the hospital. It's like complaining about other nurses and complaining about the hospital and this, that, and the other.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I take those moments to really hold space for my coworkers and challenge them to view it in a different way. Mm. And sometimes there's a lot of pushback, like initially when we have those, those conversations, um, you know, there's like this back and forth kind of arguing, almost not arguing because I'm very calm, but there's like a defensiveness immediately. And I don't judge in those situations. I just allow, you know, I feel like I'm like planting a seed, (laughs) You know, if there's resistance that comes up, fine. We don't need to keep going down it, but I'm planting a seed. But at
0: least they heard it, yeah.
2: Yeah, and what i found is that always, (laughs) every single time I feel like someone has not heard me, they come to me, like, a few hours later, and were like, wow, I was being really defensive in that moment, and it really hit me what you were saying. And so you know, now I have this big shift in my perspective, or one person came to me a month later,
1: Mm.
2: later, and was like, you know, I, I think you felt like I wasn't really listening to you in the moment, but I heard you. And everything you said had such a deep impact on my life that I started meditating every single day, because I realized I need to have space for myself to um, be able to not be so reactive to other people.
1: Right. And I think
0: that's a lot of the nursing culture is that like reactivity of like, this happened at work, this is making me angry. And like, you just like lash out. Cause I hear a lot of times on my floor now, like not so much on my other floor. Cause like I said, it wasn't like a super big family environment, but like where I'm at now is like, I work with all women. All of my patients are women unless they have baby boys or if they have their, you know, boyfriend or husband or fiance or partner with them. Um, and I have noticed, like, at work that same thing. Like, people that will, like, spit out at somebody, like, in reactive mode of, like, if something happened and they're frustrated and someone tells them something they don't want to hear, or, like, is try, like how you said, trying to shed light, but it's also, like, that's not what they need in that moment, like, whatever. And then I hear them go back and say, like, I'm sorry that I was such a bitch. I'm sorry that I was so crabby with you. I'm sorry. Like, it's, so it's almost, like, for me, like, I don't know. I don't know why. And this is also something that I wanted to bring up today. Like as somebody who's new, I feel like I have my guard up for some reason, because of my old job, I didn't feel safe to be like who I am, which is why I'm asking you about the whole social media thing. Because like, not that I'm going to go to work and be like, Hey guys, follow me on social media. Cause like, whatever, I'm not that person, but like, and I'm friends with a lot of people on Facebook that like I work with now like, I haven't really followed people on Instagram like yet. Cause I, again, I'm still fairly new, but I guess my whole thing is like, I feel with relationships, like I am very close to my family. I'm very close to my boyfriend. Like I have a, a few close friends, but like overall, I keep my circle very small, but I also feel like in that way, like I'm almost like, um blocking myself from being from expanding right like from connecting with more people and getting to know more people and like so I guess uh like my question is like like is there a balance between like letting your guard down I just feel like because like at my old job if I didn't if I did not keep my guard up I literally would cry every day when I was there And like where I'm at now, I'm a very sensitive person. And like, even though I might not come across as that to people, like people are like, oh, you're so strong, like whatever. And I'm like, I put that up though. That's like my front. So like any insight that you have on that? Because I think it's very common.
2: listen, I think it's important that your inner circle is small. Mm. Like every person does not need to know every dot and dash of your life. Right. And... That's why the work that I do on Instagram is very specific. It's mm-hmm. like, this is my nursing experience. And right. that's, and there have been moments in my life, especially in my relationships, you know, being like, well, why don't you post about me on social media?
1: And mm-hmm. I like,
2: well, this is my business. This is not about me, right? in a sense. Like it's about a very filtered lens of my oh, yeah. nursing experience. Well, and that's um, about niching down too, right? Yes, yeah. yes. My my Instagram and my business is very niched. I teach yoga and mindfulness for nurses. And so I don't, you know, I, I've gone through these many periods in my life where I have felt like my business is my only, is my identity and nursing is my identity. But there's so much more to me as an individual outside of my nursing role and even outside of nurturing warrior. But I that information is um, I don't know what the right word for this is, but like that information is like, it's like saying almost, yes. Like you have to be, you know, in my inner circle to really know all, everything about my life. And I think it's really easy to see people's social media accounts and whatever, and feel like, you know, that's everything about who they are. And the line is very blurred when your brand is you. Right. Right. (laughs) the line is very blurred in that. And, you know, there's things I don't share in that space, like my relationships, or my family, or different things outside of that. And maybe I'll post like a photo every now and again in my stories. But I keep a lot of my personal life private, intentionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I have a boundary around what I share with other people. And I think, you know, it's okay to have that Boundary. We want people to know who we are and like what's important to us, but they don't have to know every dot and dash of our life. So I try to keep, you know, my business to what I feel comfortable my coworkers seeing. Mm. Um, that's frankly the information that I share, you know, in the hospital too with okay. them. I'm not going to like tell everyone my
1: everything. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh,
2: and there's a delineation, you know, of, like, finding what is safe for you to share. Like, I've totally screwed that up so many times in my last, like, five years as a nurse is I've had my business miss this whole thing mm. of sharing more personal details of my life and then, like, kind of having the fallout of, of that. <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
2: And it's made very clear for me, like, what I
1: share. Mm.
0: So. That makes sense. Yeah, I, and I feel like the reason why that comes up for me, like, from like an inner work perspective is like I used to be somebody who would just like word vomit on everybody. And I used to be somebody who like didn't allow myself the space to like journal and meditate and like be with my emotions and like be with my crazy overthinking mind. So like anyone that would listen to me, like I just wanted to tell them everything. And I remember just being feeling so like powerless in that I feel. So that's why I think now I'm almost on like the other, I'm afraid of being on the other extreme of like, being super closed off even though clearly I'm not like I have a business where I connect with people all over the world like literally to do podcast interviews and one-on-one coaching and Facebook lives and everything so I guess that makes sense is like just there's nothing really there's nothing wrong with having those those boundaries like it's a good thing to have those boundaries
2: yes and I think that's part of our personal work too is a lot of the time, we're looking for the answers outside of ourselves. So we feel almost like we have to word vomit all of our experiences to every single person because we want their perspective and we want their insight on, you know, fixing ourselves. Right. But really, you know, the answers are within ourselves. And when we start practicing yoga and meditation and all of these things and finding that space for ourselves, yeah. we become clearer on what we actually need to share with other people, what we need their insight on, because we open a channel to listen to ourselves. Mm. I think that's really important. Yes, learning to trust our own heart and what we need and kind of like wrapping this whole experience through it is like, yes, we come to give so deeply to other people from this place of our own hurt and wanting to heal others Mm. and feel like in this we give so 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 much to the point of we've got nothing left for ourselves almost like we're begging to be received by other people Mm. we're begging to for our love to be received right and really the shift is learning that we are the receiver we are the person that we're begging for our love to be received from.
1: Mm.
2: So when we can take back some of these external experiences and really learn to give to ourselves, give love to ourselves, feel love within... That's the healing when we become the receiver instead of begging for our love to be received by other people.
1: Mm, I
0: love that, yeah, and that's something too that i I know people who listen to this podcast have probably heard me say a million times, but like going back to what I was saying with like me being somebody who used to be so like just projected everything and everyone because it really was i did i wanted I was desiring love from people outside of myself and I was desiring like pride from accomplishments that were outside of who I, you know what I mean? Like doing the next thing and reaching the next goal and whatever. Um, and I think the whole thing that I always say is like the love that you're so deeply wanting from someone else is the love that you need to give yourself. So like for me, like, and I, I feel like I hit this point where I kept getting frustrated when people like, weren't, giving me the advice that I wanted but I wasn't asking myself what I needed if that makes sense and this was like younger you know younger years but I think like there's also a lot of people like in their adult life that go through this and there's a lot of people who you know for me like asking somebody like my best friend or my boyfriend or my mom or whoever it was like for advice on a specific situation. I would get very frustrated with them because they weren't telling me what I wanted to hear. But then it's like, why am I asking them if I don't even know, like, you know what I mean? So my whole like philosophy now and like, I feel like could be really helpful and this is going to be my next question for you in terms of like how you specifically like use your nursing practice for your inner healing. Like, you know what I mean? Like if there's specific things that you do um, to like really work through your blocks, but like, I would now like sit down and like, if there's something that I'm going through, I will just let myself write about it unfiltered, getting it out. Cause I notice that if I keep writing, I'll give myself the advice that I need. And then I just like feel better. And then if I feel called to share it with somebody else, then I know where I stand. It's no longer like that, you know, balance, like missing that balance of like knowing the foundation of who I am and then like choosing to share that with somebody else and be vulnerable with somebody else rather than giving them all my power.
2: Yes. And I'll share with you that I'm 31 and I still meet a lot of these situations, right? Right. Like, during, you know, I think my deep healing work really started at 25. Mm. So I'm eight years into practicing yoga, six years into doing my own deep healing work. And I still meet opportunities where I'm looking for someone else mm. the really answer, you right. know, um, so, I mean, the tools that I use for myself when I come up against these really difficult experiences is just to to sit with it. Mm. And that sounds really simple,
1: <laughs> but you. it's actually
2: really okay. hard. I mean, you know, to notice grief, anger, sadness, all of these really complex emotions, and then be able to, you know, sit with those emotions, as opposed to running away from them, that's the hardest work I've ever done. <laughs> right. Because, you know, when we sit with ourselves, when we come to stillness, most people quit meditation right away, because their mind is going so crazy. There's so many thoughts flowing that they can't even imagine a point where stillness exists. <laughs> right. And it feels so uncomfortable, because that's how we live our lives is in this like crazy wild mind state, right? So, you know, the framework that I teach is to acknowledge our emotions as they're arising, become an observer of our life, name them, say, I am feeling angry, I'm feeling sadness, I'm feeling disheartened, I'm feeling broken, whatever it is. And then pause, take a moment to reconnect to yourself. Because when we're in these highly emotional reactive states, we actually can't use the logic space of our brain right that's just the science like when we're in the emotional reaction we can't use logic and reason Mm. and so this moment of coming back to ourselves which i teach as just simply like taking 10 deep breaths and allowing the breath to fill your heart and really connecting to back to your heart and the experience of breath in your body helps us to shift out of that reaction And then from that space of peace, we can then think more logically and more with reason of what actually needs to shift. And maybe it's that we need to continue feeling anger, and that's okay, or continue our healing journey through grief, and that's okay. Maybe it's that we need help outside of ourselves to process these experiences. And I'm 100% an advocate for therapy for nurses because... You know, we face really crazy things and it's okay if you need someone else to hold space for you, if you're not able to hold that space for yourself. Mm. Sometimes we see very clearly that there's an action that we can take that can totally shift our emotional reaction away from this place of disempowerment where we feel like there's nothing we can do to noticing, oh, actually, I just need to do this little tiny thing for myself or whatever. And it's totally shifted the whole experience. I love that. yeah, that's kind of how I use yoga in my own framework to meet these difficult moments, is to really understand why I'm practicing.
1: Mm. Yes,
2: it's to feel peace and whatever on my yoga mat, but it's also you know for these difficult moments to be able to come back to myself and really approach these difficult emotions from a place of presence as opposed to avoidance. Mm.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, uh, I was going to ask you too, what does your like daily practice look like right now in terms of like healing and, you know?
2: Yeah. So hmm, it's very fluid. It changes all the time. And this is, you know, I used to be very rigid and like my yoga practice every single day has to look exactly like this, exactly like what we were kind of talking about sure. at the beginning. It like had to be 15 minutes of reading and 15 minutes of journaling and then an hour of yoga. And really in beginning to notice my own emotional experiences, I realized I needed different things every single day. And it wasn't always this like rigidity which I needed to approach my life with. It was actually more of being in flow and listening to what my emotions are each day and really understanding them. And so my daily practice looks much different. Some days I spend two hours like doing breath work and a kriya and a meditation. And I'm in this really deep healing space. And other days I just need, you know, a three minute kriya right. and the awareness that I'm going to approach my day from a slower um, pace. And I think that's important in and deciding what a daily practice looks for us is knowing like i think you kind of mentioned this at the beginning but we use like caffeine and alcohol to kind of like navigate our different levels of energy and to either get more energy or suppress it but what happens when we listen to ourselves and what we need each day is that we can show up from a softer place that doesn't need to be like the energizer bunny in every situation Can we still show up to nursing, you know, maybe a little softer, but instead of feeling the need to go everywhere all at once, maybe we just commit on the days that we're more tired to just simply being present in the tasks that we're doing and changing a diaper or, you know, starting a feed or whatever. And I think, so that's, you know, kind of a scope. It's less tangible. And I wish I could be like, you know, this is my
1: daily practice that everything to do. and. <laughs>
0: right. I also feel I I've been talking about this a lot like with the people in my community, but I feel like when, in the very beginning, I think a lot of people do this. But in the very beginning of like my personal growth journey and everything, I was so obsessed with watching like morning routine videos on YouTube. Like I loved watching what other people like that were quote unquote successful, like what their morning looked like, and like it really like I don't know made me feel inspired and it like served its purpose. But now like. I don't know. I have certain things like, and I would love to hear too, like if there's anything other than like meditation or like yoga that you, that really helps you to like uplift your energy or just like that you've been enjoying and like loving lately. Um, but for me, like my maintenance things have been like, I've been reading a lot more and like educating myself on like the whole black lives matter movement and, you know, becoming an anti-racist and, you know, becoming an ally and all of those beautiful things. Um, but also like reading personal growth books and anything that I feel called to read right so I always like to read in the morning I really I used to and again like you were saying it used to be super rigid right so I'd wake up and I would have my step by step by step by step morning routine and it was like it served its purpose but I'm learning like specifically with my journaling practice I like to do it after I meditate where I'm in like that flowy state of mind so I can just like channel through me like what I'm meeting for the day that's been like a really big practice for me is like asking my guides like just like I did when we started the episode like you know what what am I like what would you have me do today or like what messages or guidance are you like am I meant to hear right now and I just like let it write out and then like that becomes my to-do list like I don't have to do anything do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like even approaching like because I'm back in school now to finish my, my bachelor's and it's like I can be so like well I have papers to turn in today and whatever but it's like for me specifically working in the hospital, there's so much masculine energy there that I need that time to just be like in flow.
2: So. And I, I resonate really deeply with that. Yeah. Like just being in flow with ourselves. And I ask a very similar question that I was guided to through my teacher um, that specifically every day asked, how can I be of service? Mm. And I think you know, it's less about, I think there's this framework of selfless service and what that means and and frequently how we see it appear is abandoning yourself. But really, I think what we're being called to do when we ask how we can be of service is to be authentic to ourselves and from a really full place. That's where we ask the question of how can I be of service? yeah so that's really been yeah. the beautiful aspect of my own work i'm very similar and though i love learning so i'm always reading like a whole stack yeah. of books Me too. So,
1: <laughs>
2: and i know every single time i open the books that i read i'm like oh i was meant to pick up this book today because i, right. seriously, I'm I like, this. yeah read like five books at a time you guys <laughs> but it's like, this was the the message that I needed today to be of my highest service. And so I just trust, you know, myself deeply that I know what I need each day and really listen to that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um,
0: to other we'll, like that. we'll wrap it up in a minute. So it's not super long but okay. <laughs> because I could talk all day, but um, I specifically, like, I just personally, like want to hear how your experience with like yoga teacher training was and like who you were before yoga teacher training and like who you are now. Cause I feel like that's been a big, a big shift for you just the way you're talking about it.
2: Yeah. Um, yes. We could have like a whole lengthy conversation on this, but in essence I've been practicing yoga for a really long time and I have had a lot of the philosophy, a lot of the words to describe, you know, experiences for a long time. And Yoga teacher training was sort of the beginning of my deepening journey in the spiritual world. Mm
1: -hmm. But
2: I always say that nursing is my most difficult practice of yoga. Mm. And it wasn't until I experienced loss, grief as a nurse in the hospital that I really even understood the spiritual practices of yoga that I had been learning about for years and so it was like divine timing that I was going through yoga teacher training and also experiencing the deepest loss I've ever experienced. And the deep layers of grief that unfolded through losing one of my favorite patients were, was like kismetly timed with my spiritual awakening. And I feel like it was the integration of my experiences as a nurse that really brought forward the depth of which I could go as a yoga teacher and all of the teachings that were unfolding through that. And so I really feel like, yes, yoga meditation and my teacher training experience gave me this really powerful framework to understand the world around me, but it was actually the most difficult experiences I've ever faced in my entire life that brought forward the understanding of that framework and so you know this is what I teach nurses and what I truly believe is that every moment is a beautiful opportunity to practice yoga it's not just on our our net yeah Uh, and actually the first yoga sutra says now the practice of yoga which means right now in this moment is the perfect moment to practice yoga And so yoga teacher training was the shift. It was like the insight that every moment I faced as a nurse or as a human being was an opportunity to really practice, you know, this philosophy of oneness or unconditional love or whatever you identify with. Hmm. And that was the thread that unraveled and really created this beautiful experience for me was deciding to show up in every moment as my highest self.
1: Hmm. I
0: love that. I love that so much, I know, and i I feel like that's just like <laughs> reassuring that like yoga teacher training is gonna be in my future, and the you know that's like I think one of the next steps, but um what this is also just another random thing that I'm curious about, but do you have any what are like your favorite podcasts or like books on like spirituality or consciousness or anything I feel like that's really been serving you lately?
2: Yes um, well, my two favorite books that sort of um strengthened my spiritual journey alongside yoga teacher training were the power of now and a new earth both by Eckhart Tolle and I'm about to reread a new earth because I just think it's really profound
1: this time yeah
0: I have I have both in my closet I've read them both and I want to reread them
2: (laughs) yeah I've read the power of now I think five times Mm. And I've read A New Earth at least twice. And I think that speaks to the depth of that work, that even as a highly um, spiritual and conscious person, I find new meaning in it every single time I read them. There's also another book by my teacher's teacher called, let's see, no, that's not it. Uh, called depth over time by swami k okay and it specifically speaks to kundalini and the path of transformation and liberation that comes over time Mm.
1: it's a really powerful book i love Um, it
2: podcasts as far as consciousness goes i'll shout out my friend um, jamal fruster who is a chiropractor, an incredible vehicle of healing for healthcare providers. His podcast, Soul Coffee, has just a really deep consciousness experience of what healthcare can be. And I'm really excited to kind of see his future of what he's creating for healthcare and collaborating with him working alongside it.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. Cool. I feel like we're going to have to do some sort of like something together, whether it's a course or if it's a mastermind or like whatever for a masterclass of some sort for the girls or boys in my community. I think it'd be super powerful.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: And I'm so excited, you know, this time period of healthcare, we're seeing a lot crumble and we could have a whole another conversation on that.
1: Yeah. The
2: system is falling apart. And so all of these beautiful voices that are coming forward to speak to what healthcare can be are going to create the future of nursing the future of healthcare and so I love collaborating you know with conscious individuals exactly like you said because we are the future it's so important
0: I know (laughs) I love it it. beautiful well thank you so much for coming on and recording with me Um, you want to let everybody know where they can find you what exciting things you have coming up all the beautiful work you're doing in the world
2: absolutely Um, so follow me on instagram at nurturing warrior I also have a Facebook community of the same name, Nurturing Warrior, High Vibe Healing for Nurses. Those are two powerful ways to connect with me and receive lots of free content and beautiful resources. And I also offer mentorship for nurses in group and one-on-one settings. So if you're deeply resonating with the words that I've shared with you in this podcast, absolutely reach out to me through Instagram or Facebook. I would love to work with you on a deeper level.
0: Awesome. I love it. And I will link everything below for everybody watching this in case you didn't hear it. I feel like I always am like, wait, what was her name again? Whenever I listen to people's interviews. So I will link everything for Jenny below. Um, And with that, I'll see everybody in the next episode. Okay, my loves, before I let you go, I just wanted to take a moment and just thank you so much for listening to this podcast, supporting this podcast every single week. It means the absolute world to me. And without you guys, I really couldn't do what I love to do. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and supporting the show. Um, I also want to just let you know where you could connect with me if you're wanting to dive deeper, if you like the show, if you like the episode, um, and you want to get a little bit deeper into everything that I talk about. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at self love with Sid. You can join our Facebook community, which is just a like-minded group of women, um, into similar things. We talk a lot about self-love manifesting confidence, building an aligned business among lots and lots of other topics. Um, that Facebook community is the self love with Sid community. I will link that in the show notes as well. Um, and I also will link anything in the show notes that is coming up in my business or that's happening. So if you're wanting to do a deeper dive or if you're feeling called to invest in yourself in a bigger way, um, I will link everything from one-on-one coaching to courses to memberships, any and all of the above that I create will be linked below. Um, And yeah, if you like this episode, I would absolutely love if you shared it with somebody who you think that would love it. Or if you share it on your Instagram story and tag me at self love with Sid and just let me know that you're loving it. I love seeing that. Um, And as always, if you guys ever need anything or if you're having questions or you're needing advice or guidance on something, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram as well. I love connecting with you over there. Um, And yeah, with that, I will see you next week.